Yo, this is the ancient Texan talking about a just war and kind of applying it to Iran, although it could apply almost anywhere. I was doing some reading, and the idea of a just war I thought was kind of like, well, maybe the United States came up with that, or somebody in Europe, or, you know, French, or, you know, something recent. The concept actually goes back uh, pre-Christ, back in the B.C. time, from the Egyptians. And the idea of a just war has been discussed uh, apparently since there were wars, which I was uh, kind of surprised. I thought, you know, we had the moral high ground. And to... There's two kind of general areas. One is, in what case can you start a war? And in what case, and then part two is, um, how do you have a fight a just war? One of the reasons for a just war is self-defense, and that seems to be a long-standing point of view. There's a lot of others that are, I, I think, a little dicier. But one of the causes for a just war that's frequently discussed is a preventative war against someone who is about to attack. So if someone's going to build nuclear weapons and somewhere in the future they're going to have those weapons made and be able to attack us, um, by some students of just war, um, Fighting a preventative war to keep them from attacking us in the future uh, would be okay. Uh, another one that's even more flaky to me is uh, a war to punish a guilty enemy. That's full of uh, judgment and us and them because the enemy is always going to be guilty. If you're asking the other side... Uh, the enemy's good guys. No, that's not the way it works. Um, additionally, once you decide to start a war, there's the idea of a proportionate response. Uh, you don't go in with such a, like for instance, a nuclear bomb. Uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki might not be considered a proportionate response. Um, Another thing that make a war just in when you wage a war is not to uh, don't kill non-combatants, you know, civilians, and you don't kill hostages. That's generally agreed on. And it's the war should come after all negotiations have been tried. And here's a an unusual one. It says. A just war should have a serious prospect of success. In other words, if you uh, don't have a chance of being successful in the war and all your actions are going to do is to kill some people and accomplish nothing, then uh, that is considered by some as an unjust war. Um, 
And here's a one that's frequently thrown in the pot, and it, it comes from a long time ago, that a war must be declared by the authorities that have the power to declare a war. Our forefathers, uh, when they set up the Constitution, gave that power to Congress. Somehow we decided that that wasn't smart. Our forefathers were stupid. Uh, Libertarian Party is about the only people that uh, uh, Rand Paul is one of the few people that actually believe that. Although if you had to get a vote in Congress on starting a war, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get it because they can't pretty much agree on anything. So why they would agree on a war, I don't know. So the way we operate instead of that is we let uh, the guy at the top decide if we start a war with Korea and Iran because he controlled the military uh, it's pretty easy to provoke somebody into a war. Just Unjust wars also include wars that are expansionist, uh, like Crimea maybe for Russia, uh, maybe coming into Ukraine by Russia. Holy wars, wars to convert infidels or pagans, uh, are generally not considered just wars. War of glory to show you know, how hot you are and that you can beat everybody up. Uh, another concept is um, you can't do greater evil than the evil you're trying to de destroy. In other words, if um, you wipe out half the country to kill the Taliban or kill a million people like we did in Iraq, maybe that's not a just war. Uh, one war that is considered just by um, Marx, Marx and Lenin, um, the communist way of thinking is to overthrow your oppressors. An example of that would be the war to over the slaves to overthrow their oppressors in the United States. So you can kind of go through this discussion, and this certainly wasn't exhaustive, but. Uh, this thing's been studied a lot, and it's studied in more in the military academy in the U.S. apparently than anywhere else. Our public and obviously Congress and the president uh, don't study these things, but the military academy does. Isn't that interesting? One place where this is debated on what's a just war, and in general, uh, what I was listening to the, uh, some other person's podcast, it was saying the military in general um, kind of sides on the no war uh, side of the equation, which is a nice thing to know considering our current leaders. So let's let's come back in a a moment and look at uh, Venezuela, Iran, Afghanistan. Uh, few other places and just kind of see how things fall out.
Uh, this is the ancient Texan. I'm looking at just war, and we're going to look a little bit of look at Iran. Uh, let's see. Iran's big crime is they're considered a terrorist um, country, and they are considered that because they're on the wrong side in Yemen. They are supporting the people that are getting bombed that overthrew the ruler put in place by the Saudis. So in Yemen, they support the opposite side of the Saudis. And since we're Saudi's ally, uh, and that's pretty simple why they price oil in dollars and they make our currency the most powerful currency in the world. Um, you know, Iran's on the wrong side of that one. And then they also uh, support uh, the Palestinians. And, of course, we support Israel. Everything they do is wonderful and good. Everything the Palestinians do is bad. Uh, Iran supports the Palestinians. Therefore, they're bad. So that that's Iran's crime, is they're on the wrong side of the war. Uh, to be a just war, the in our country, the way I understand the Constitution, a just war would require Congress to declare war, which we know is not going to happen. You could say we're doing a preventive war um, to keep nuclear weapons um, that they, if they work hard on them, 10 years from now they might have. Uh, so we're going to prevent that from happening. Of course, there's probably a dozen countries that fit that, that uh, category if we really got serious about it. There's a lot of, the know-how is pretty widespread now. In the non-proliferation treaties, we agreed to gradually reduce nuclear weapons uh, for the uh, countries not getting nuclear weapons, we would reduce nuclear weapons. Well, we haven't done that for a long time. And we're right on the verge of a new arms race with Russia for a variety of reasons. So I don't, that doesn't sound to me like we have real firm moral ground to stand on there. Another principle of a just war is negotiations have to be exhausted. Uh, we bailed out of negotiations, and we had an agreement in place that we're now violating. Um, and admittedly, if you know, there's probably reason to say that uh, Iran, we need to sit down at the table and talk about their support of the bad guys on conflicts where we support the good guys, obviously. Um, I say that a little sarcastically. I actually don't know who the good guys are and the bad guys. I expect they're a little mix of both. Um, and Trump right now doing a, you know, I'll talk with him. I want to talk to him. Give me a call. Um, after you've just cut uh, their ability off to sell oil, you bankrupting the country you're essentially killing their outside business with anybody else free trade with anybody else and you're impoverishing the country and then to say we want to talk with you 
Um, seems a little back word to me. Um, but in any case, uh, conversation's not happening yet. So, you know, positioning military equipment there, um, cutting off their oil supply, just generally treating them like they're uh, bad guys from the get-go. And I'm sure there's some bad guys in Iran, but I suspect the ones that sat down and worked on that agreement with us and kept it were could be classified as the good guys. Um, doesn't seem like we have much of a case if we end up in a war there that we've done what the Egyptians would consider a just war or uh, Augustine or there's a Catholic conference and all, all sorts of people that have discussed uh, what just wars we would probably Iran is probably not going to fall under that category um, anyway, that, that's a few thoughts on Iran, and uh, let's take, take one more look around the globe, uh, see if there's any other just wars we can get into. This is the ancient uh, Texan looking at just war. Um, by the standards that we've talked about, um, I might ask you, do you think the war in Libya, uh, the almost war in Cuba, the war in Afghanistan, the potential war in Venezuela, um, are any of those wars, could they be classified as a just war? Cuba perhaps is the easiest one to look at and say, well, we were doing something to prevent them from attacking us. They're fixing to put missiles in Cuba, just like we put missiles in Europe with warheads on them, nuclear warheads. And we decided that them putting weapons Russia putting weapons next to us, nuclear weapons next to us was provocative, uh, unlike the nuclear weapons that we put next to them in Europe, say in Germany. So that's about the closest one that we've got to having an almost just war. Of course, that would have been uh, perhaps the last war. Um, Libya, we wanted a regime change, and that's hard to figure out how that was a just war, especially in, you know, Monday morning quarterback, the way it's turned out has not, not been good. I mean, they're still in the civil war. Uh, Venezuela, uh, we're blaming, you know, a socialist government, which I think actually does get part of the blame here. Uh, but it was also, it's not just a socialist government. Uh, Chavez was a, uh, I think it's Chavez, uh, before uh, this current guy. It, they're also a corrupt socialist government. Uh, 
Um, but with all their struggles, uh, we're the one that's put a oil embargo on Venezuela. It's not like we're letting them figure it out. Um, and at times the oil has made up 80% of their income. So, you know, when we say they can't sell their oil and stop them from doing that, um, uh, if we then decide to go in and supply troops, of course we're offering to, you know, give them food, kind of as a political ploy. We cut your food off and now we're going to give you some. Uh, we're going to not, you're not going to notice we're the bad guys that shut off the well. And you're going to notice that we're the good guys that give you food. Um, but I could see some military intervention in there. Um, it probably wouldn't be quite as welcome as we imagine it would be. Uh, my experience living in South America... Uh, they had rather sort out their own mess instead of having other people do it. Uh, anyway, it'd be hard to see how they, any of that, the just war rules could apply there. Afghanistan is an interesting one because one of the rules of a just war is that there has to be a good probability of success. And you know, I'm not one of these great thinkers that came up with the rules for a just war. And we could debate that um, as being a reasonable rule. But if you accept that these people that discuss just wars have been doing it for 3,000 years, and that's one of the rules they came up with, you know, we might not be too quick to dismiss it. Uh, Afghanistan, what, we're pushing 20 years or something, we're there. The Russians were there not quite as long. 40 years of failure. That's kind of like the war on drugs. Keep doing the same thing even though we don't get good results. So maybe those guys that said a just war had to be one that had a reasonable chance of success. Maybe you know, the footnote on that one has see Afghanistan. Anyway, this was just uh, some thought on values. Um, it's a little ways from our theme on compassion and politics, but not too terribly much. Um, people have been talking about what makes a just war what makes a, a war right or wrong is essentially what they're saying. Um, and generally the, the verdict is wars are, are usually wrong and that wars um, need only be fought as a last resort against what is often called evil. In other words, your Genghis Khan or Hitler or, or somebody that's obviously uh, pushing the boundaries of, you know, human values and compassion. But most of the wars, like bombing Cambodia, Vietnam, sending people into Cuba, the Mexican War, uh, 
you know, taken Texas. I, I mean, there's a wars against 1812 against Indians and the British. Most of them don't fall under the category of what's called a just war. And yet, uh, maybe my analysis is all screwed up and these people talking about just war don't know what they're talking about. And maybe I'm applying the principles wrong. But when I look at all the conflicts the U.S. has, and even, you know, the idea of them following their own constitution and Congress um, having to vote for war, uh, and that actually is a principle of just war, that the people that have the authority actually are the ones that declare the war. So maybe all of the thinkers over 3,000 years about what makes a just war don't know what they're talking about. Maybe I didn't apply what they said right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Or maybe the U.S. fights in a lot of unjust wars. That's another possibility. And there's obviously permutations of the above ideas. But I just wanted you to think about your country when they fight a war. Is it a just war? Even ask yourselves if we're not going to follow the principles of what's a just war. What are the principles we're going to follow? Or are we just going to be always fighting a war? This is uh, the ancient Texan. Namaste. Namaste.